Hello, everyone. It's your friend Tristan Miller. I'm just here to inform you that I'm recording my first stand-up comedy album and special on May the 4th in New York City at Caveat at 4 p.m. You can go to the link in my bio on my social media platforms, or you can go to caveat.com, go to May the 4th, and buy tickets there. Highly recommend that you get them early as they are cheaper that way. Also, after the show, I'm going to go, Phantom Menace is playing in theaters. So I'm going to take a big group to go to the nearest AMC or whatever Cineplex and go see my favorite Star Wars movie. I'll say it. I'll say it with my full chest. My favorite Star Wars movie in theaters again. So hope to see you at both things. If you have to pick one, just pick my my show, please. Um, I do. Uh, uh, would, I would like to sell out the house if possible. Anyway, um, love you. I uh, hope to see you soon. Okay, bye bye. This podcast is brought to you by Substack. Go to Substack.tristanjmiller.com for early access to this podcast as well as film reviews from me, Tristan Miller. Now, our feature presentation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Focus Testing, a podcast about movies where we make a movie. My name is Tristan Miller, and joining me today is the wonderful Meredith Deeth. Fucked up your last name. How are you? I actually, I appreciate it. First of all, pleasure to be here. Second of all, with my last name, Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, the best way people mix it up is they leave out the T and clock me as somehow Hispanic. And there's there's nothing worse than being brought on as Meredith Diaz and then all of a sudden this meek this meek Irish broad is who you're talking to. So sure. as <laughs> gotta manage expectations. Yeah. As someone who has dealt with and does feel akin to meek Irish broads, I I fully re- that fully resonates with me. Um oh it, it, that energy is radiating <laughs> off of you right you. now. And we're we're not even in the same room, but it's I can powerful. feel it. Thick. thick. Ooh, she thick. The th- meekness is <laughs> thick. I'm just trying to inherit <laughs> the earth. That's all I'm trying to do. Quoth. Exactly. Being meek is actually actually extremely tactical yeah. for acquiring yes, land. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, so as mentioned before, this is a podcast about movies. I like to ask my guests the same question. And that is, what was the first movie you remember seeing in the cinema yeah in In the the cinema cinema. okay i that's a great question i two answers come to mind one is that i do think i remember vaguely being too young to go to the theaters and like having a fit and like having a babysitter that i loved having to like drag me out i believe that film was an eddie murphy doctor yeah that sounds a bit right that would make sense and then, the, but the one I remember seeing, like with a friend, was Finding Nemo. Really? I remember seeing that one in theaters. I don't know if it was first, but that is coming to my brain. I was like, I was very cognizant that I was going to see mm-hmm. Finding Nemo. And was it a good good experience? Well, yeah. I mean, I would die for Ellen DeGeneres. So you know, <laughs> even with the even with the the in light of everything, honestly. 
don't even like her as a story. I just love her off screen yeah. work. Uh, <laughs> I just think being, she's. <laughs> I just read... <laughs> being mean. <gasps> yeah. yeah. Love to see it. So I do. And from a young age, I said, I am going to. She is my ride or die. No, I think. <laughs> I don't remember. So I, this is. Uh, if I'm going to be problematic, more sincerely problematic, the movie I remember actually really mm-hmm. having an impact on me from the theater for the first time was Harry Potter. Oh, sure. I mean, I can't, I can't yeah, change my like history this... there. That is who, I, that's who I, I mean, was. What I've always said about that is like the books and the movies are in your local library. Just borrow them. Just don't give her any money now. You can't, you know, it's fine. exactly. That was, yeah, that was definitely like coming back from the theater. I remember like explaining to my mom being like, Here's the thing. Like, you know how in the movie Harry Potter, he was like, he was special. He was like a wizard. She was like, yeah. And I was like, like, that's going to be me. It was so business minded. I was like, this movie was a documentary about my life. This is going to, I was like six years old. I was like, this is going Clearly, to be I know what I'm about. That's so funny. That's quite good. That's quite good. So now I like to move over. By, by the way, um, Meredith is a very funny comedian. That's what you do. You you're very funny and very good. Oh, thank um, I you. feel like I'd be remiss to mention because like sometimes you just have a guest on and I just at this point kind of assume most people that are going to be on this thing are comedians, but um every once in a while right. it's not. So when when did you start doing stand up and why? I started doing stand up I guess later than some of our peers would say. Um, Please, Mary. I started I at the end. <laughs> yeah, I don't have any peers. I have, I have enemies and um, tolerables. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I started around at the very end of 2019, mm-hmm. and then when the pandemic hit, I had not yet had my footing or real community or a voice or anything. I've been doing it for a few months. I knew that I was loving it, and when I jumped in, I was like, "I'm going to like every mm-hmm. single day." all in Brooklyn mostly, but I didn't really do anything with it all the pandemic, but I threw myself into like social Mm -hmm. media as strategically as possible. So I still feel connect. I felt connected to comedy at some points in pandemic. Then May, 2021, it reopened and I've been doing it every day since then. So I, I say, I tell people around two (laughs) years, considering two years, you're making great headway and you're very funny. Keep at it. Keep up the good stuff. Thanks. Please. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, I want to say six, seven years. I think I started in 2015. I don't really, cool. like, you get to a point, at least, I feel the same way about being sober, of, like, I don't really think about it anymore. Of, like, it's just, like, part of who I, I've always yeah. been this way. <laughs> I don't know. So it's kind of hard for me to remember. But I think 2015 is when I started giving it an earnest go, or 2016 around then. So, What angle did you come at it from? Were you, like well, I've always been the funny one in my friend group, so I might as well try. Or were you like, oh, this is how I'd be a writer. Like, what was I your... I recently how did received start? a diagnosis of bipolar disorder, and I thought, hey, this seems like a good way to work through it. Um, and then also... <laughs> <laughs> as, as publicly as possible, with as, with constant yeah, exactly. feedback. Well, it was, part of it was also strategic of like, I need to learn how to talk about this in a way that's not going to scare people. And... I agree, so I agree with that. I kind of brought that. I'd done a little bit of it beforehand. I'd also always liked stand up. I took, I knew I wanted to do it, but I kind of like was a coward about it and like pushed it away for years. But, um, but that was the main thing. I was Me like, too. I waited till I had something to say. And then I worked from there because like I'd done it a little bit in Minnesota, but, but back where I'm from. And, um, 
I was talking about like Star Wars and, and you know, the news or whatever. And I'm like, this isn't anything. This isn't contributing to society. <laughs> yes. I honestly think I am hitting that uh, turning point mm-hmm. right now <laughs> in terms of like, I'm starting to actually, because I think I've always had like a mind for mm-hmm. jokes and like, um, but that's not necessarily saying anything. And that if I've gotten critiques, it's been like, yes, it's joke heavy, but like nobody knows who you are or like what you stand for. And now I'm starting to tell more like personal stories or make, you know, hold, I think every day I do stand up every mic, I hold truth to power. And I say a universal truth that people didn't know that they knew already. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? But I, but I say it in a really eloquent and original way. And I would say I do that every Every single time. And that truth is I'm very funny. (laughs) And, and that truth <laughs> and that truth is that dating, yeah, dating is, weird. is weird and it's hard in new york specifically <laughs> you ever uh you ever find love on the g train no <laughs> so uh, i have some trivia questions here for you um and again i kind of awesome. like to see my guests reaction to some of these and the first one is always what is movie what is movie? Mo- movie, I believe, is uh, a sloppy portmanteau of like moving okay. image. A sloppy, <laughs> something oh, like you know that. Me. I love a sloppy portmanteau. Sloppy <laughs> portmanteau. I. Awful. Movie. Awful. Yeah, I regret it. I got to look and I was like, don't do it. And then I did it. My, with audio mediums, I do have a pet peeve for people like, drink oh, sure. slurping sounds and all that kind of stuff when I listen to podcasts but doing it being on the other end of <laughs> making disgusting mouth sounds I'm yeah. fine with I yeah what is movie I mean you've given an answer already you can stand by that yeah all right I will I will stand by a surface okay, level no answer worries. um what is the bet do you not give me you no, don't no, give no, me the answer quote unquote trivia questions this is an interview I'm being, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I really was expecting uh, yeah, it comes a from letter movie, grade like at the, the talkies, end. Like movies, talkies. Yeah. The talkie mo- movies, yes. Um, but what is what is the best snack at a cinema? Best snack, I feel like obvious answer is popcorn with whatever movie theater butter is. My... My sitcom brain wants to say like junior mints because I go Seinfeld mm-hmm. mode. Uh, I, I, I usually like something sweet. Mm-hmm. I like to get, I like to get M and M's or uh, Sour Patch mm-hmm. Kids, watermelon yeah. Sour Patch Kids with it. I have friends that every time they go get um, like the Coke flavored slushy, that is not for me. But I respect the ritual of it. And I don't think I have a strong ritual like some of my friends do. Like, oh, when I go, I get, this is my order. I'm like, uh, I'll eat whatever you're eating. And I won't pay for And I, I actually won't yeah. pay for it. Have you ever put um, Sour Patch Kids in popcorn? Of so course. Good. I. What is the opposite of people who have a phobia oh, of food touching? You want it all. You love a smoothie. I, have, I, I want it all. I if all food could be smoothie, but like with no, not smoothie chowder, like chowder, like chowder, like they all have like their Mm -hmm. parts. Like I know what part I'm eating. I don't want it all to be one consistency, like a smoothie. I want it, but I do want it all in one pot. Weird stew, and 
I want I'm a big fan of what too. I like to call mush as well, which is like anything I can just yes, put down yes. my throat and not think about it. Now, oh yeah, I call that slop. slop. So <laughs> yes, like a like a pig, like a little oink oink. Um, <laughs> what's a film that you'd like people to remember, but the, but they don't? Like an unsung film that you enjoy. Hmm. I remember one of my first like kind of like identity formation movies like right when I was in high school and trying to find movies that other people weren't watching was I can't I think it's called Welcome to Me do you know what I'm talking about I believe it's Kristen Wiig and I couldn't tell you what James Marsden maybe it was a it, it was an it was like yeah yeah it's, I'm, um, I'm, it's about can't finish a the sentence. woman who has borderline personality disorder that uses a newfound wealth that's to star right in, in her own syndicated talk show starring James Marsden and Kristen Wiig. Yes. You are you 100% correct. Okay, so I am not at all a movie buff in general, but in terms, and I don't know if I would stand by this movie, but when I was a teen and angsty and wanted to I would cling to anything that would make my opinions unique. I really was sure. like, this is going to be, no one knows this movie. This is going to be my favorite movie. It was also, it was also very offbeat. And one of the first like irreverent movies that didn't have like laugh out loud lines. But I was like, this is like, something about this is a little bit funky and definitely my sensibility. I don't know what it would be similar to now. Like in terms of like, I don't, I could not I like I remember how this movie made me feel, but I do not remember a thing about it. So I guess I'll say that one. But if it turns out if it turns out it's bad, then I will suck it. <laughs> Just kidding. That's I would never. <laughs> so uh, next question is a, a little personal. Um, which actor? Sorry. Do you want to spit in your mouth? An excellent segue to the ultimatum <laughs> yeah. I just had. Uh, what actor do I want to spit yeah. in my mouth? Actor is gender neutral, by the way. Yeah. I assumed. Thank you. I think maybe this is a mainstream answer. And maybe I'm going to say Saoirse oh, Ronan. That's very me, good. I would, I would accept her spit. <laughs> I would uh, accept her spit. <laughs> Two I want, Irish broads. I want, I want to be mama birded by lady bird that is what i'm gonna say oh there it is that's excellent oh my god um so wrong that is crass you're right actually that was no, too no, no. personal that, that was what have i logged off a plus mama bird by ladybird great tag a plus would do thank you um, thank you now this one's a this one's also very very tricky this next trivia question and that's what's my favorite movie. So you can see if I'm a friend or, of the pod or, or not. Do you, you have any good sense of like who are, I want to know what you think my favorite movie is. Well, I don't know. You're, you don't really know my sensibility. Jane. I would, if, okay. I, one of my gut instincts was to say Fargo. <laughs> is that just because I'm from Minnesota? yes Racist. it is Bigot. actually actually i am again i am <laughs> For sure. 
I'm trying to think. I'm from I'm from Pennsylvania. I don't know what you could say about <laughs> Rocky. You could say Rocky. Rocky for me. <laughs> Can I tell you? My first was Witness. Isn't that is that just all Pennsylvania Amish people? Exactly. And that is who I and I am not Philly. I am Amish. True. Just 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 like a record straight. I think am I in for like uh in terms of tone, is Fargo close at all? Or like in terms of like classics? No. Or is can you give me a genre? I, I don't, you're not going to get this answer correct. Okay. The point isn't getting the answer correct. I can just tell you what my favorite movie is if you want. Tell my me favorite your favorite movie, please. Is woman Under the Influence by John Cassavetes. It's about a woman that's going through. That's li- that's actually oh, yeah, what I was I about know. to say. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously <laughs> on the tip of your tongue. You can watch the whole thing on YouTube for free. Criterion does not seem to care, which is great. No yeah. kidding. So. Oh, why? Why is this? Um, it's about a woman movie? who has a mental breakdown, and it's really good. And it's one of the few films about mental health that deals also with a class issue, as well. Because it's like mm. Peter Falk plays this guy who's like a construction worker and has to take care of his kids while his his wife's in the hospital. And it's like almost a comedy, but it's also very moving. It's a really good film. It's a really beautiful film. It's it's very challenging, though. It's very challenging. Um, mm. I will say the next question, which is the final one, which is why is Austin Powers so sexy to you personally? Thank you for making it personal. I yeah, think me and Terry Gross really going for the personal. <laughs> I think. Austin Powers is so sexy. God, I feel like I'm about to be crowned Miss America and I just got to land this. I just got to land this plane. Oh my God. I think that Austin Powers is like a mirror that reflects your deepest desires and staring at him, at that character is not, is basically like staring into it's like narcissists staring into a pool. You know what I'm saying? And you see everything you want being thrust right back at you. And you can just, it'll, he will take, he will assume the shape of whatever love is to you. He is like a love liquid occupying (laughs) the container that it's in or a gas, a gas, a love gas. gas. He's a love, he's a love gas baby. I have a question, a follow up question. Which is, what do you see when you look at Austin Powers? <laughs> oh, it's a scrappy little ginger. No, uh, I would say. You just see yourself. Uh, you know what else You're is? Like, this is what love is. I have been, <laughs> I have been thinking a lot about like um, what makes people attractive. Austin Powers is peak oh, yeah. confidence of like, you may not know you were going to be attracted to that, but you can't mm-hmm. deny. If someone walks mm-hmm. into a room it holds their own and it's undeniably themselves. That That's sexy. True. No matter Another who they are. Question. Who's hotter, Shrekker or Austin Powers? Because Shrek's thick. Shrek is thick. Shrek is a thick he king. Is. Austin Powers is a he slim is. He's king. A, <laughs> a slight a demure man. slender yes. king. A slender king. I would a slim I was slim I a slim, a slim a prince slippers. against a th- how dare you make a slim prince fight a thick king? 
I think in terms of sexiness, I think Shrek is the go-to joke answer, but I didn't really come to this pod to fuck around. And obviously Austin Powers is more attractive. And I'm honestly, you tried to put me in a corner and say, I'm going to fuck Shrek. And here's the thing. I'll, I'll walk into that corner with my head held high. I'll do it. <laughs> but I pick Austin right. Powers. Okay, good, 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 good. Are you ready for the random word on which we are going to improvise a film premise? Yes, I can't wait. Meadow. M-E-A-D-O-W, meadow. 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 What is meadow to you? I'm immediately at peace. I guess, to me, the first genre would be like a Mm -hmm. a kid's film, Mm -hmm. like a like a Bambi okay. style thing, right? What about you? I was you? thinking like a a cartoon, what is kind of sometimes known as an eco-adventure, like a Fern Gully or a Nausicaa Valley of the Winds. Yes. Sort of thing. Yeah. Yes. Oh my God. Can you just, could we just do recap Fern Gully <laughs> yeah, shot sure. by shot? I would love to remember. Oh, that's where I'm going to be after <laughs> this. Is that on YouTube? I, oh, that a I, something's been awoken mm-hmm. in me. Yeah. Oh my god! You get you get a construction worker. He gets shrunk down to itty bitty size. There's a bunch of fairies. Robin Williams is a bat that raps, and Tim Curry what? is the mon- evil smoke monster. <gasps> that's too sexual. Tone Loke sings a song too. That's <laughs> it's a nuts film. Excuse yeah, all me. All of that happens within the course of ninety minutes. It's f- for, for children. children. Yes. So oh my that, god. That's Fern Gully, but our movie Meadow. Our movie Meadow. Rachel Meadow. Um <laughs> Well, let, mm. let me tell you this. This is gonna yeah. be liberal. Of course. This is gonna it's be a liberal adventure. film. It's gotta be full of smarmy, weak wristed slaps on other people's wrists. <laughs> All the wrists are weak. I think if if we're going mm. eco adventure, my other I think we need um brother bear style a person to turn okay. to an animal okay. at one point what's the most fucked up animal we can have this guy turned into <laughs> what oh so well <laughs> a blue tongue skink because they lose their tails every year what, what did you just call me <laughs> a blue tongue excuse me <laughs> they lose yeah, they can lose their tails they oh, grow back oh it's a, a little lizard is like it's a lizard thing. Can yeah, I do a sidebar, yeah. a real quick? I there is. Do you know the show, the Petting Zoo comedy no. show? Petting Zoo comedy show. It's a sh- um. It's a show that started in Brooklyn. It was recently like profiled uh by the New Yorker. Michael Kandel and Charlie Sosnick. I'm not even that close with them. I'm just plugging this because I'm remembering this memory of they. The concept of the show is they have live an- comedians Amazing. hold live animals on stage when they do their sets. It's crazy. And one of the animals one year was, or one show was a skink. And I remember <laughs> the comic, whoever was holding it, they were like, what is this? This is a skink. And he looks at the animal and he's like, this is what they don't want at Pride. <laughs> <laughs> and and then he just kept going. No one laughed at the Pride comment. I just, it blew, I think it was truly like one of those things where you know someone's saying it and it's like, doesn't have, you know, they just want to move on to like more sure, secure sure, laughs. Sure. But I was like, you, I was like, I wish he had Absolutely. said that. Oh my god, that's very good. Anyways, that's my memory of skink. Okay, so we have, but they don't really. Oh, have see now, I'm not. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm. I would say I'm also not a, a reptile okay. gal. I really okay, think it's gotta be something cuter. I think it's gotta be something okay, cuter. A, something in the, in the meadow. meadow. 
meadow. See, bears go into meadows. If we're thinking forest animals, family chipmunks. Yeah. Deer is too close to Bambi. Yeah, brother, I don't want to. Bears because of brother bear. Field mice. Field mice. Like little oh, little mice? a little field mouse. Did you ever read a little Frederick the field mouse? Do you know that book? book? No, unfortunately. Okay, I'm feeling okay, field, field mouse. mouse. So he gets turned into a field mouse. Does is he okay? What about this? What if what if this person he she they whomever they are our lead, they get turned into a field mouse after being a high power executive of the firm that is defending a company that is going to plow over the meadow. Does that make sense? So they're a uh. lawyer defending a company. And their whole journey is then at the end, they have to like go, ah, I was wrong. I'm not going to defend this client. I I love this. Okay, so it's also we're getting like a little bit of, I was going to say similar to like a rom-com mm-hmm. style, like that trope of like, I, okay, here's okay. the thing. Lay it on me. What's their name? <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say like, what's their motivation, and then I was like, that's act, that's truly that what is true. That is out. absolutely what I laid out. Um, but I feel like their name should be something weird. It should be Zanzibar or something. Something si- something safe from copyright, like like Ratatouille yeah. or something, but spelled with two O's. <laughs> Um, I think I like the idea of getting Patton Oswalt to to play the mouse too (laughs) and just be like he's doing it again folks (laughs) okay well let's say let's just we'll say that this mouse's name is Patton see that I like Patton is a very good name for a mouse it is and he can't help it if he's he's good at what he does if he wants to voice a mouse named mm-hmm. after him. I'll let him come to me. Okay. I'll let him come to me. I'm not going. I'm not DMing Pat Mousel anymore. <laughs> not since the incident. Um, so he gets struck <laughs> down. Obviously, he gets chased by some people who don't want the mice around. That like they're trying to bulldoze, and he gets threatened his life. And then he meets a family of field mice. Do you think? I think so. That welcome him in, but they know mm. something's off. They know something's corporate about him. <laughs> Okay, I love <laughs> you know? field mouse are hippies. They're a bunch of yippy hippies. <laughs> they live in a yeah, fucking they're all, field. They're, they're all naked all the time. I love. I or I think it would make sense of a mouse. Which yes, yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I also I feel like there's like an uh, act one or act two aspect where the mouse does try to go back to his human family. Oh, yeah, yeah, and views them. And they do not. Well, he has to have a human ally at one point, right? How does he turn back into a human? What are the mechanics of the transition? Mm, I feel as though. Could have to do with shrooms also. Could have to do with shrooms. <laughs> hmm. I, I always, I enjoy a witch's curse myself. I enjoy a witch's curse. <laughs> uh, but then we're like introducing the concept of magic into this this thing. Are we going to go with a fantasy children's film? Are you picturing something I, animated? I was, but I also like the idea of getting full blown Patton Oswalt on screen <laughs> and full blown Patton Oswalt on screen and full blown Stuart Little level CGI. Not better, <laughs> not worse. 
Yeah. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. So he goes back to the, his his home, and his 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 wife, played by 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 Catherine Hahn, is like doing just <gasps> fine without. Yes. Him. I feel like that's also part of it. Okay. I feel like we're gonna be able to pitch this as like Stuart Little meets the Shaggy Dog meets um ratatouille meets fern okay yes right a lot of meeting but i like it there's an even amount and also a little bit of uh jurassic park like nature's will find a way kind of we can even do a direct send up with the glass and the chasing (laughs) when he's getting chased by you know and then the water moves this oh this is gonna be in the mcu Uh, Okay, I like that idea. So here's the thing. The way he gets saved at the end is Ant-Man, who is tiny, sees him. Uh, Yes, yes. And then he saves him. This is canon. his weird lab. Oh, my goodness. And they manage to unshrink him somehow. But here's the thing. Ant-Man is part of this. this. They manage to unshrink him, but only to half the size. So it's little Patton Oswalt. <laughs> and little Pat and Oswald is like, hey, you gotta, you gotta not tear down the thing. You gotta not tear it down or whatever. And it, it, we still have the same ending, but it's um, the corporation that he was defending. It was it obviously it's got to be a, a Stark Industries, right? We don't know that till the end. <gasps> we don't know that to the end, and there is a cameo. Oh, I love this, and the message is kind of like, no matter how small you mm-hmm. are, you can make a difference. Mm-hmm. As long as in your early twenties you paid your dues and did yeah, go that's corporate, true. and then the, also the the sub message, the another thematic element is no matter how much you like a billionaire, they're still bad. No matter how much you like Iron Radical, Man, he's still not a good guy, and he will be the first to be eaten upon the revolution. That is absolutely correct. <laughs> so, from from my understanding, Meredith, this is the the movie we have. Patton. Okay. I can we tell I was not really plot oriented as much as I was like where's the merch? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Toyetic, <laughs> as it were. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're I'm Joel Schumacher and you're Hasbro breathing down my neck. I understand. Um but <laughs> I actually used to work what? for Hasbro. I'm not okay, well, genuinely. Uh, this is I know you no, want to no, no, sum no. up. I want to hear thing. about this this Hasbro job you had. Were you what were again uh, uh, a games writer. I was a I was an intern, but I like got I was fully like on the Monopoly team, you know, doing all that stuff. Um, and then friends with like game designers and stuff. And currently, right now, I have a freelance gig writing trivia for Trivial that Pursuit. Isn't that crazy? I'm gonna... It does rule. <laughs> it really does. Amazing. And I'm gonna bother you after we're done with this podcast about this. Um, Please. But that's that's so dope. It was like it was like Willy yeah. Wonka being there. It was crazy. You just were like walking and then you were like in the Play-Doh lab or you're going through all the Furby animatronics. They also have like Nerf, Milo Pony. And important to crazy. me Star Wars. Um, and yes, they had that Star Wars did. license. I edited a number of Star Wars themed Very games. Fun. Very cool. Okay, sorry to distract back with my resume back to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> no worries at all. So from my understanding, this is the plot of the film. We have normal Patton Oswalt. He's a lawyer. He's defending an unknown yes. company about this field, this meadow that needs to be paved yes. over. He gets shrunk into a field mouse. He goes and he sees his wife trying to get their attention. His wife is doing just fine. So he goes back to the field mice he met in the first act that are all hippies. And they're like, you just have to learn to love yourself and accept yourself and nature and blah, blah, blah. 
And then in the third act twist, it turns out that uh, <laughs> this is the MCU <laughs> and Ant-Man comes to save him. He gets half shrunk normal size. So he's now little Pat Oswalt that goes then to the court and says, I don't want to defend this. It's reprehensible. You should be doing better. Tony Stark of Stark Industries is an Avengers for God's sake. He's trying to save the world, not destroy it. We should all know better and be better. And then his wife goes, you know what? I never liked wearing heels anyway. And they, they walk happily off uh, into the sunset. Into the sunset. And I, I do think, thank you for summing that up. Uh, like all of the tangents, I feel like you spewed. I feel like you were keeping a through line very thank impressively. You. I would say I hope in the third act twist there's like before it's revealed it's mm-hmm. MCU there's like a noticeable drop in like the quality of dialogue <laughs> like all of a sudden <laughs> it gets like really really AI lazy it's it really quippy all of a sudden the stakes are undermined for some reason for undermined all of a sudden there's like when were there so many oh characters and yeah that's very funny yeah and, the, and also the third act is three and a half hours. The third act is three and a half hours, and it's just Infinity War that's happening in the background <laughs> the whole time. In, Infinity War is an eco ah, I movie. I suppose it is, in a way. Sort of. yeah. I will say the only complication is that Patton Oswalt is in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And so we have to, like, justify. I mean, I'll let the nerds figure that out of, like, he changed job, you know. About why know. that works. Yeah. But okay. I like it. That's fair. Oh, my God. Or worst comes to worst, we recast him with someone who's like never done MCU, like Robert yeah, Downey Jr. or something. Um, yeah, I think okay. his last thing he did was a uh, chaplain. I think that was the last thing he did. Then he took that weird break for some reason. <laughs> that's yeah, it, and that's, yeah, all that's all I know. know. Last thing I, I saw him do if I, <laughs> was w- almost win an Academy <laughs> Award for playing Charlie Chaplin, and then he just disappeared. <laughs> you know what's crazy? That was almost his career. That was so close to being his career. I, you're gonna you're gonna beat me on the trivia portion of that here, but maybe we get a time machine. Maybe we have to go back. Mm. Maybe, and that's how this movie ends. It ends with Catherine Hahn saying, "We have to go back," <laughs> <laughs> and then the movie starts I, over. <laughs> okay, I like that idea a lot. I like this idea of. <laughs> Of not only did he get of ruining of our like lives, this, this idea of like when he's a mouse, time works differently. Yes, obviously it does. It's they're, they're so, so small. small. Obviously, it would be so uh, like what feels like a couple of days to him, like a decade. That's why children are the way they are because they're smaller than us, and time works. Can I tell you? Yes, there. it's all about how tall you are. <laughs> that's why this is why my tall friends are always yelling at me oh, for being late yeah. i'm like i don't I, we're on different we're in different, different zones, time zone. brother. it goes it goes east to west up and down <laughs> and for me it's no. a flat circle <laughs> okay i like that idea though of like then he goes and so we get him like going back to his wife again and his wife's old and he's like "Ugh, you're old now <laughs> and then eventually lily shows up and she's like i'm in the mcu too Ooh, look at me go and then they walk off to the sunset look at me go look at me um i like it i think it uh who should we get to direct it do you think Ooh, do you have favorite directors i do i do have a lot of favorite directors do you 
Uh, yeah, I mean, to me, this seems like a classic David Fincher <laughs> choice. Nice, nice, nice. It's the way we get him in is by <laughs> the only way. <laughs> so here's the thing. There's the unfortunate thing about David Fincher. The only way he's going to do an MCU movie is if, unfortunately, we oh, let Kevin oh, Spacey back on screen. Oh, okay. no. Didn't Kevin Spacey do a type of... Uh, like Shaggy Dog, yeah, he nine like lives. He, he played a cat. Okay, you okay? You're no, Kevin not Spacey at all. Stan. I thought Jesus I, Christ, I, Jesus Christ, on yeah, record, on wrong, record, Tristan Miller. <laughs> Obviously, it's all fabricated, <laughs> and those people that went missing, they just went missing. And I think he is really good at like front-facing character yeah. videos. Um. <laughs> I think it's called Nine Lives. Yes, it is. It's called Nine Lives, starring Kevin Spacey in 2016. So this was right before. We all found out what a nasty little pervert of a man he was. But the reason I remember this is I thought it was terrible that he was doing this kind of movie. And now I think I'm happy that that was like his last movie. I Yeah, let that be his mm-hmm. legacy. Jesus. Does it say what month yeah, of 2016? Well, i up right now, yeah. Um, I'm just... You're just wondering? If this was happened in it, Trump's I believe America. it did. Um... Movie. I'm gonna go to the Wikipedia. See how much. That's a joke from Community. Can't take credit for it. Um, release dates. There's three. So the okay. the 31st of July in Los Angeles. The 3rd of August okay. in France. For some reason, that's noted. Okay. And then the 9th of September in China, which is important. Because I assume it made more money in China than it did in the States. So, yeah, that would have been right before Trump's America. So this is sort of a thanks Obama situation. (laughs) Isn't Joe Biden the (laughs) ultimate thanks Obama when you think about it? Joe Biden is... (laughs) That's such a good line. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I thought earlier, I thought about tweeting it, and then went, no, I'm going to put this in my pocket for for later on. And that's... for the next time someone brings up yeah. things to Obama, how often they're are people not? And so ah. they're not. Yeah. When did you? When did you pocket this? It smelled <laughs> rancid. No. Just like Joe Biden's teeth. Um, but yeah. So <laughs> those aren't those aren't his. You yeah, can't yeah, blame him for that. They belong to somebody else, much like George Washington's. We can't get into it. So I like our film. I like David Fincher being attached. I think. Uh, Paul Feig or Feige, however you want to say it, over at, at Marvel Studios would be very excited to have such a world-renowned director attached. So I think we've closed the deal on Meadow. Are we going to just call it Meadow, or do you want a different subtitle? Meadow colon the squeakle. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is the first. <laughs> the second one's just called Meadow 2. <laughs> Perfect. No notes. All right. Let's do a little lightning round. So the way this works, I get a word. All right. I'll do one. With the same word, you'll do a quick one. So rotate is the first uh, word that we have here. So my movie about rotate is about a moving van corporation that's going Mm. under because it's the future and we all live in these terrible pods like they have in Japan. <laughs> and so like no one really is moving much anymore and so they're trying to 
trying to, on their last legs, make it work. And then um, they resort to terrorism. They start blowing up buildings and committing arson. So people move. There you go. Thank I you. love it. Do you the give me a word? word? Mm-hmm. Oh, the same word yeah, for rotate. I think it's interesting to see where both people's minds go. Rotate. I will say before you started mm-hmm. speaking, the first A to mm-hmm. B mind jump I had was rotisserie oh, yeah, chicken. Dude. So I think I think we're gonna be in a kitchen. I think we're gonna be with a very gritty chef. This is now we're getting a little more film noir. Sorry, just he's, someone he's a gritty the chicken. Chef. Taste gritty. Ugh. He wrote um on the Oh I see. Just covered in sand. (laughs) But everyone is very scared of him. So no one is like pointing out, like, hey chef, I think you need to change Mm. up the recipe or your process or something. He starts screaming and starts talking about all the like lives that he's taken. Kind of like I'm thinking maybe this is all the lives that he's taken. Okay. Okay. I'm about to do something that I think doesn't work. This is a mashup between uh, Barry and the, the bear. bear. Yes, perfect. <laughs> Great. The Barry. So it's an ex and it's an ex assassin who is throwing his life into being a very intense chef right now. Can I tell you? And most honestly, the word is some sort of ex convict. That is every chef yeah. I've worked with. Here's the thing: the comic relief that we get in the line cooks makes Absolutely. the whole thing worth it. Killer. Oh, and all the romances between the line cooks and the servers who thought they were all going to be there for their summer job and then grow old in the restaurant. Yeah. And it's it's called Rotate because time passes differently <laughs> in this restaurant. And because <laughs> everyone is very, very short, like, <laughs> like kind of like people will like kind of feel weird if they point it out. But like when people go to eat there and they're like, was everyone in there? Like really short? Is that like part of their shtick? Is that a thing? Or is it kind of thing where like you don't address it with your friends because then you're like you're the one who's like vain and bigoted. Like you don't you don't like point out the fact that everyone in there is like crazy short. But that is part of it. It's called rotate because you think you're gonna be. You think this is a part time job. Everyone enters a restaurant mm, thinking like this is a tran- this is a transitionary period. It's a fast turnover, but some people mm. are there to stay through every calendar rotation, and they become what the restaurant is. And can I offer yes, you a, a slug? It's rotate. Yes, please. His food is to die for. <gasps> yeah. I go. love it. Also, it's like the server rotation. Oh, you know, yeah, when like yeah, they post yeah. the lineup. Oh, God. We're in a restaurant yeah, for I, sure. I, I cannot describe how viscerally my my gut just jumped when you said the rotation because I haven't worked in the service industry in a while and I just got scared. I was yeah, like, me oh, either. No. Oh no, I'm first oh, no. cut. <laughs> All right, so it's minute or minuet, depending on how you want to pronounce it. This next word is M I N U T E, minute. So I think. This is about a an almond farmer. An <gasps> almond farmer who realizes that ecologically it, almonds are bad because it's too much water. We can't do it. So 
they pivot from being a farmer to going to school to trying to make a gen- genetically engineered almond. And Whoa. accidentally cure cancer. Something they did not They didn't want, want to, to do, do, but they did not want to do. It just kind of happens like kind of how they got... No, they're, they're upset. upset. Okay, yeah. They are yes, and they hate it. And they, yes, they and hate it. And then so what upset. they do is they try to destroy all the almonds they've just made. But of course, it gets out quick. And then pharmaceutical companies. It really is about how pharmaceutical companies have us at their mercy, and it's bad and whatever. But then eventually, what happens is this. Okay, since cancer's cured, all of a sudden, cigarettes are back in style. Yeah, Fuck everyone's yes. smoking a ton, but that they don't think about. It's also causes causes heart disease, so people start dying of heart attacks. God damn it! But you know what's good for your heart? Almonds. So what are you gonna <gasps> do? You're gonna make more almonds, and then the whole thing. I'm turning into Billboard. The whole thing starts again. The whole thing starts again. The, the squeakle. What about you? What's your minute? <laughs> wow, I feel like you like a a real. A lot of social commentary about this. I go big, and here's here's the thing: a saying that I made up once was "Go big or go home, buddy." Never heard that before. Wow, I'm gonna use that. (laughs) Don't. (laughs) That's yours. Okay. 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 Wait, I'll if I actually if I hear you say that I will I'll have a classic (laughs) bitch fit. Um, (laughs) I think for me, minute is about a. A group of strangers in where else but New York City. The only city in the world. Which, the only city and kind of maybe if this isn't reaching one of the uh-huh, characters. Uh-huh. New York City is a character itself. And <laughs> Can I, we, this is like a Rashomon. So yes. Whenever anyone used to talk about what character uh, they were from Sex in the City, they'd be like, I'm a Samantha, I'm a whatever. <laughs> I'd be like, well, I, I'm New York. <laughs> I'm New York. I'm, I'm the city. city. <laughs> I'm a New York. I like I'm a New York. <laughs> By which I mean I am uh, hot. hot, crazy, smell like wee wee, and also pizza. And also mm. trash. I that's a good answer to that question. As someone who hasn't seen the show, I'm gonna start saying that. Well, except for now, I now I as someone who hasn't seen the show, I say Che Diaz, but I don't really know what I'm saying. Um <laughs> <Perfect>. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that they do comedy concerts and that mm-hmm. feels like me. I like, so this is, it's like the, it's all about how in it that changed all of their lives. Maybe they're on a bus speed style and we, but we see it from a bunch of different mm. perspectives each mm. time, what this big incident was and why all of their lives were suddenly changed completely different see i'm big picture i can't think of the details mm. of who these people That's are fine. and we're why they a, all are going this we're doing an elevator ways. pitch but it is kind of marketed similar to a a valentine's day where it's sure. a bunch of different celebrities mm-hmm. who you get to see interact in different ways and you follow them separate paths and then you find out weird connections like oh this was mm-hmm. that one's brother the whole time oh these people these were two oh, with I a couple love love actually. um <laughs> Yes, Love Actually style. Valentine's Day is a lesser known one. It is, but it it? was very much, oh, they saw Love Actually worked. Can we quick pump out a few of those? The holiday is also very similar. Yes, it's Mm. it's one of those. But this is not Valentine's Day. This is not Christmas. 
This is not St. Patrick's Day. This all, yeah, yes, you have a holiday it's Yom pitch. Kippur. And it's a yes, bunch of, this is bunch Yom of Jewish people meeting together. They're all on the way to temple. And, and guess what? I am the one making this movie and I am not Jewish and people yeah, find that out. quick. And they have some opinions. People find that out real quick. But by being mad at me on Twitter, they actually market my mu- oh, movie. Crazy beautiful. how that works. It's almost like no, all, no press is bad press. Is that how it's said? It, all press is yeah. good press. Um, and that is me dabbling in. No, I'm just I was going to say anti-Semitism, <laughs> yeah, that's but that's not what I mean. <laughs> I'm going to just take that chunk and then send that out and be like, "That's that's all you need to know about Meredith is they they're dabbling." Um, I, may I make a suggestion about the title? Can you call it a New York Please. Minute? Mm-hmm. That is that was my Amazing. intention, and it will. And also, of course, it's a New York Minute. Yom Kippur was New York Minute. Yeah. That makes sense. All of these people yeah. would be Jewish. Famously, a lot of Jewish yeah. people in New York. And if they don't start off Jewish at the top of the film, they will be by the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I kind of like that idea of like almost a road to Damascus only for Judaism. I like that. Yes, exactly. All right. Next word is gain. Gain. So my gain movie is about a sound technician at a rock concert venue who is desperately trying to find Mm. some love in their lives and it's a rom-com and they meet someone and this is the thing the person that they meet that they fall in love with they're deaf and it's about (gasps) them learning to respect and love each other's different ways of living i love that and it's a uh, what kind of movie would you compare it to tone wise? I would say, hmm. I think there's this film called It's Kind of a Funny Story, which is stars Zach Galifianakis oh, and yeah. all those people in yes. the mental institution where it's like That's sweet a great one. and also serious and also sad, but mostly like not too saccharine though. You know, not we're not full patch Adams, you know what I'm saying? Yes. No, that was fully whatever is the word for that style of movie was big from oh, my for coming sure. of age 100 that is um i guess for me uh, i'll do mine's not really mine's sort of a coming of age gain for me is about a woman who gets broken up with right when she thought she was going to get proposed to sort of like the start of legally blonde but instead of wanting to go to harvard law school she realizes she can turn her life around if she can win the big bodybuilding competition that he, her ex was going to do. And along the way, not only does she gain muscle and friends at the gym and women's empowerment, she also gains the confidence to realize she didn't need this bozo in the first place. <laughs> it's also, it's also co-ed. The bodybuilding competition is oh, fully wow. co-ed. Okay. I don't know if they are in the real world, but she does beat Physically? Him. And just him? Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Also, there's a little bit of I Tanya in this. Um, she she does she does mark him. Yeah. Um, but it is it's. I mean, I can't I'm sorry, that got me. That really got I, me. When you said he doesn't mark him, is very good. Oh. Puts a hit out. I was like, because it, it is. When 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 I'm pitching this to execs, I do like say that under my breath, and I'm like, and it's like it's really bloody. <laughs> ah, anyways, um, <laughs> it's 
it's about it's about women's empowerment and i'm like and it's fucking bloody and uh yeah it's called it's called gains with, gains a, z. with a z the ultimate the ultimate glow up gains with a z colon the ultimate glow up amazing <laughs> do you want to do one more or do you feel good on it i Same. do feel good unless you the next next no, word no, you're no, saying i haven't hit the button yet uh i feel good also I feel okay like keep on right. wanting more you know that's always i agree never overstay well, you're welcome and my well does run dry often. <laughs> what what do you want people who listen to this episode to know about you, Meredith? I want them to know that I had a lovely oh. time today. And that despite what they may have seen, I'm actually a gifted writer. <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> and that I have original pilots and they can email me if they want to read them. <laughs> I want everyone to know is should yeah, i plug my yeah. my stuff here great like. yeah i would say if you if you're an aspiring stand-up comedian based in new york or visiting come to at jerry seinfeld presents at black cat in the lower east side on sundays and we also have a fully booked show there the last sunday of every month come support that uh you can find me on twitter at at deeds underscore meredith tiktok the same instagram is at deeds.m you were so close to having all of them but then you had Twitter, no, TikTok, no, Instagram. Yeah, no, I mean, the name the same. You're so close to having. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. I thought you meant like, am I, my, and my LinkedIn. <laughs> is, <laughs> I was like, what are, what am my, my Tumblr uh, account? My Tumblr. I'm not, oh, I'm still on Tumblr, on the reg. I'm keeping up to date. No, I know the fact that I couldn't get the same handle Rip. across all of them. Uh, Rip. RIP in peace. But thank you very much for doing this. This is a, a hoot and a half, as they say. See, that's something I, I just came up with. I agree. With. Um, and I will, and I'm going to respect that, you. and I'm not going to steal thank that you from you, friend. Um, but yeah, this was lovely, <laughs> and it was good talking to you and seeing you as always.